This guy's probably fought hundreds of thousands of other super beings on the other planets he's destroyed, right? And we have to assume he's won. I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us. Not us united. Welcome everybody. Hi, CK61938 here. So, we're on the back of DC Fandome, the first ever virtual live experience uh, convention, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's definitely the first of its kind. And I have to admit, it has been a blast. It's still going. Um, as I'm recording, um, I'm actually watching um, the encore panels um, so basically how they've done it the panels were done and in eight hour segments so basically the first eight hours was pretty much all new content all the new panels um, and then afterwards they decided to then because they know that certain parts of the world would be either asleep at the time or you know people may have been at work or couldn't make it to see the first sections of the panel the first eight hours they've done another eight hours they basically repeated the panels twice so you've got the first eight hours is everything was fresh second eight hours and the third eight hours is basically a repeat of the panels so it's, that's why it's called they call them encores so if you missed a panel say the first time round, you, you had two further opportunities to catch them hence the 24 hours um window that they um that they basically introduced that they this is what the this is what DC fandom is it's 24 hours in the fact that the first eight hours is everything's live everything's fresh everything's brand new and then if you did miss anything or if you watched a panel and you thought oh I'm gonna watch something else in relation to this to so say like the Snyder Cut panel a lot of people would have been watching the trailers over and over and over again whatever panel they then missed after that they had the opportunity to watch it in an encore panel later on so that's basically how they did it so it's kind of like if you think about it when you're actually at a convention if you've watched something you then think oh I want to see that again but you won't probably see it again until you get home and then the official trailer is released in that sense whereas with this it's like okay you can wait like say a few hours we don't even have to wait a few hours it's there instantly online it's already on Twitter it's already on Facebook it's already on YouTube as well um, but if you've missed the actual panel itself the Q and A's and stuff, and you want to see that, then yeah, that's where the the encores come in. So I think that's really good. So I'm just gonna wrap up. Well, I say wrap up, but I'm gonna pretty much talk about what came out of DC Fandom. The bigger talking points. Um, I'm gonna be mentioning the big trailers. Obviously, Wonder Woman, 1984, Suicide Squad behind the scenes video. We've got the Snyder Cut. We've got Black Adam, Shazam 2, and of course the Batman as well. So stick around. Um, this is going to be quite, quite the um, the episode for me, and because this is the third episode as well, I know that I still don't have a podcast title. But if you have been following me on Twitter, I did put up a vote for what my podcast title is going to be. I had nine different titles, so I did three separate polls for those nine titles, and out of those three polls came the top, the ones that were top. Of each one so the top three that came out were Fortress of Solitude, The Phantom Zone 
an Uncharted era with CK61938. So I've put those three in their final vote. So there's a final poll for those three. I would like for you to choose them. You've got, you've essentially got, well, a day. Um, I only put it up early this morning, about three o'clock. So um, it's not even been 24 hours yet. So you've got over 24 hours um, to vote for the title of my podcast. And um, last I checked, The Fortress of Solitude um, was taking first place. So go to my Twitter account, look for that poll and vote. Uh, I can't wait to actually have the title for my podcast. It looks like it's going to be Fortress of Solitude. It's something that it's what I've been leaning towards anyway. So we hope, oh, I hope that that's what it's going to be. Anyway, DC Fandom. Um, this is brilliant. The, the first of its kind, like I said, um, it was amazing. Um, pretty much from the get-go, they had the, um, the virtual experience jim lee designed the entire virtual world of dc fandom it was just amazing um just seeing it all appear on screen and because you've got to go to the website and look look on there you can't you can't view it anywhere else it's not it's not like you can view it on youtube or anything else it's through dcfandom.com and because it was so big they're actually doing a second um dc fandom which is called Enter the Multiverse, and that's on September 12th. So that's Saturday, uh, September 12th, is when we will get like the other panels that we weren't able to see this weekend. So things like um, animated stuff, comic book stuff, um, more TV panels like The Flash. Um, I would imagine we'll see Supergirl, uh, Titans probably again, um, Batwoman, hopefully, and um, some, uh, what else? Batwoman, I've already mentioned. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and a bit more of The Flash as well. And who knows what other surprises they might bring in, you know. We'll probably also, we'll also see, I'm sure we'll see some Doom Patrol stuff in there as well. So, yeah, so September 12th, and it includes all the kids' stuff as well, and insider stuff as well, so we're going to see behind-the-scenes stuff of music, um, concept art, and other bits and pieces as well. So everything that they weren't, because they realised how big this was, and because the schedule was conflicting with other panels, they thought, right, well, let's just put all the Hall of Heroes, all the, move, all the big movie and big TV stuff for this weekend, for August 22nd, and then everything else will get pushed to the sep to the to the next one in September. So, yeah, basically DC Fandom isn't finished. This was just part 1. Part 2 is next month, so put it in your diaries and um we'll get ready to geek out again next month. So anyway, what reveals did we have? So, some of the big some of the talking points that I want to quickly mention, um Gotham Knights, a new computer game is coming out in 2021 called Gotham Knights. And it's um, it's done in the in the same universe as the um, Arkham Knight, the Arkham series rather should I say the Arkham computer game series, um, and it it looks amazing because you get to play as Barbara Gordon A.K.A. Batgirl, Jason Todd A.K.A. Red Hood, Dick Grayson A.K.A. Nightwing, and who I thought was actually Damian Wayne but it's actually Tim Drake as Robin. So you get to play as those four because it takes place in a world 
after Batman slash Bruce Wayne has been killed. Um, we don't know who killed him, um, uh, but he does leave a video message for the four characters to basically say it's now your turn to take care of Gotham, make sure that the criminals don't know that I'm no longer around. You know, you guys have to now be seen as the heroes, take up the mantle, become those the legends and the knights um, of Gotham. Um, and you get to play those characters, which is just immense. We saw, we saw a gameplay. The trailer was just absolutely beautiful. I was just in awe of the, the fight sequences and the mechanics that are being used in there as well. So it looks absolutely brilliant. Um, then there was what's known as the boss panel. And this is featuring all the women of colour throughout the DC um, DC Universe and DC TV. So you had Candice Patton from The Flash, Nefessa Williams from Black Lightning, Jafisa Leslie, who's the new Batwoman, Tala Ash, who's Zari on Legends of Tomorrow, Chantel Tai Otui, I'm trying to pronounce her surname, so I do apologise if I'm not pronouncing Chantel's surname, but she plays um, Grace in Black Lightning, Megan Good, who plays Shazam, Dala, um, she plays the, uh, the, the the adult Dala in Shazam, um, Anna Diop, who's um, Star, Starfire, and Damara Lewis, who's Blackfire, both from Titans. And it was great to see that panel with all these amazing women and all these amazing actresses just talking about their life experiences about being a person of colour and where they are now, how they got to, the, to where they are, the the influence they have had on the younger generations like i mean Shanta, uh, candace was even talking about how um you know she was telling she was being told that by a woman how her daughter was watching her on the flash and you know because she's a black girl the girl was like oh my god iris west is, is black does that mean i'm i'm iris west and it was just like candace was just saying that for her that just meant so much and it even teared her up as in, inside as well it made her so emotional to see that these these young generations these young kids are seeing representation and it's good that we are seeing that representation being brought to the screen um i just think it's amazing and you know they were all talking about what it means to be a boss as well and the biggest one for me the biggest takeaway from it was how they all talk they they were asked you know what would they use their superpower what their superpower would they use in today's current situation you know we've seen everything with the black lives matter movement um over here in the uk we've got refugees leaving you know running tr trying to escape their war-torn countries become coming into the into other parts of the countries like uk france and elsewhere you know just the state that the world is currently in and they were talking about that and you know um it was just yeah just good to hear their inputs of what's actually happening in the world right now and how they would help people in precarious positions especially police brutality as well and we've all, we all know about the situation with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, Elijah McClain um, and it was just really really good to see that play out, see, see them talk about it and just express their their feelings towards it as well so that was a great panel I thought that was really really good. Um, then there was the Multiverse panel hosted by Tiffany Smith featuring Jim Lee, Walter Hamada and Greg Berlanti. It was a brilliant panel. They spoke about the Multiverse as a whole, how moving forward now 
that the multiverse is what has opened up the possibility of having all these multiple Earths, all these different versions of the characters that we know and love on TV, on the big screen, in the comic books, in games, in animation, that it's no longer a case of this character's appearing on this TV show, can we have them in the film? No, it's no longer that. It's now a case of you can now have multiple versions of The Flash, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You can have those characters now in as many different forms as you want because that's what the, the multiverse has done. And especially having Ezra Miller's The Flash appear on the CW in a crossover of Crisis on Infinite Earths facing against Grant Gustin's Flash, just that, that was what opened the door. And hearing Jim Lee talk about how that happened, um, even Greg chimed in as well and Walter, all three of them basically all saying how they had already finished the um you know they fin pretty much finished the, the the whole crisis episodes and you know walter hamada basically just rang up um rang up ezra to say look you know we, we want you to appear and before he could even finish and this is what was so funny about it before he could even finish pitching ezra just said stop right there i'm in basically like how his flash does in in justice league against uh, up against um, when he's talking to bruce wayne as bruce wayne saying you know i'm i'm, I'm putting together a team they sat there he's like stop right there i mean i was just like oh he actually went there he went real life geek mode again <laughs> to to walter hamada and greg was also saying how it was just amazing that it was just so unreal that that happened that that meeting happened that they were able to film it a week two weeks before it went to it you know it was going to be aired and everything um it was just it was just brilliant um and jim lee was enjoying it as well so it was so good seeing that panel so good hearing those three talk and it was just so heartwarming and so fascinating to see that we can now have these different versions of characters across different spectrums it's no longer a case as walter hamada put it you've got the two flashes on the cw you know it's not a case that you have to like you don't you don't have to like one or the other you can love them both you know you don't have to say well i don't like this flash but i like that flash you can love them both you know it doesn't matter which one you enjoy the most you can love them both and that's what we're talking about here this is what it means to be a dc fan it is about the multiverse dc started the multiverse they they brought in that concept and seeing it appear on screen is just wonderful and hearing walter greg and jim just say that this is where this is the future this is where we're going and who knows even greg himself was saying how potentially we could see more movie based characters crossover with tv based characters that would be amazing can you just imagine henry cavill's superman and tyler hecklin superman and brandon ralph superman should he reprise his role again or meeting up oh there that that's yeah that would just be immense so yeah that panel was brilliant um so i mentioned gotham knights um game just earlier and that was that was a surprise reveal but we already knew that there was a game being um announced called suicide squad kill the justice league um and they showed a trailer for that and it was brilliant. It was presented by Will Arnett, who has voiced Batman in uh, the Lego movie, Lego movie, the second part two, the second part, and obviously the Lego Batman movie as well. Um, he, he presented the, uh, the trailer and it was just amazing watching it. 
you've got Harley Quinn, you've got King Shark, you've got Deadshot, and you've got Captain Boomerang. They're all on a roof. Um, Metropolis is being ravaged by Brainiac. Um, and Amanda Waller's talking to them through the comms, basically saying, you know, you need to take out the Alpha Target. Um, you know, get, get on with it. The Alpha Target is in sight. And we're trying to figure out who is this Alpha Target that they need to take out. And it's this beautiful montage of all four of them taking out Brainiac's, you know, um, robots, basically. And it's just beautiful just watching it. And Captain Boomerang has a new... Has, has, a, has a particular ability where he fires a boomerang and he can super speed along with it. It's like it gives him the ability to super speed, which is just incredible. I don't know if that's a new thing or if that's a power that he has always had, if that's an ability he has always had with one of his boomerangs, but it was just so crazy seeing it on the trailer. It was brilliant. Um, we find out who the alpha target is. It's Superman. Yes, the title, as I said, the game is called Suicide Squad kill the justice league now i'm slightly against that title i would have preferred that it was called suicide squad versus justice league um but it is what it is will we get to play as members of the justice league i'm not sure but obviously the four main characters of the suicide squad as i said harley quinn captain boomerang king shark and deadshot how many other characters will be revealed we have no idea i don't know if we'll see other characters appearing on there as well but good to see that this game is going to be released however i say it's good to see this going to be released it's not due to be released until 2022 so we have got two years until this game comes out but that's okay because next year is gotham Knights, so that will keep us going till suicide squad kill the justice league comes out so yes i'm intrigued i'm interested i can't wait to see how that pans out um titans tv panel so i'm going to quickly roll with this one so they they had members of the of 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 the of the cast um alan richardson uh tegan croft anna diop brenton thwaites joshua orpin minka kelly um so con curran walters as well um it's so yeah all, all the main cast were were there um and of course, um, oh, I can't remember who it is that plays Donna Troy. I completely forgotten her name. Do forgive me. Um, oh my God, who plays her? Yeah, Connor Leslie. There we go. Yes. So Connor Leslie was also there. So they were all present for for the panel, and you know they were talking about their moments, what their favourite moments was. In fact, they actually showed the best moments, the fan favourite moments, and one of them was Superboy taking out the um, the Cadmus guards um, when he turned up at the Luther household um, to speak to Lionel Luther who is blind um, him and Crypto were there and um, just super, just watching Superboy in action it was brilliant it was one of the fan favourites um, but the biggest um, news was who's going to be in season three um and we have we've got barbara gordon commissioner barbara gordon may i say we've got jonathan crane aka scarecrow but the big one i think the, this is the big bad of season three red hood as in jason todd red hood because if you remember at the end of season two jason todd leaves 
and then he's you know we're being told that when he comes back he will be red hood so it will be interesting to see how his transformation occurs how he goes from jason to to robin to red hood um will we see the crowbar incident does this mean we're going to see joker in some capacity who knows we have no idea but i'm looking forward to it i can't wait for season three of titans it's going to be good it'll be really good um there was a ask harley q a with um uh, Kaylee Kuoko voicing Harley Quinn from the DCU DC Universe TV show, which if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's hilarious. She was doing a Q and A. There was so much swearing going on. They had to bleep it out, which was brilliant. Um, it was so funny. Uh, I can't wait to see if there will be a season three. I think there will be a season three. I really can't wait to see how that pans out as well. Um, that was just brilliant. And then the other talk, last talking point that I'm going to do before I get to the big to the big guns. Um, is the Wonder Woman 80th celebration panel featuring Patty Jenkins, director of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984, Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman in both films, and the OG Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. All three of them were pretty much talking about Wonder Woman, her influences, the inspirations that she has become, and um, they revealed the Wonder Woman 80th celebration logo, because next year, is Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary. So I hope DC have got something in store for her, as they did with Bat with Superman, Batman. Um, I'm sure Wonder Woman will get a massive, massive um, celebration next year for her 80th as well. So those were the sort of like the small talking points that I'd like to, as I'd like to call it. And now we're going to move on to the. Um, to the real nitty-gritty side the big guns the the trailers the big movie panels um and we're going to start off with wonder woman 1984 um so the panel featured obviously as i say patty jenkins was there uh gal gadot was there chris pine pedro pascal Kristen wig um it was just so good just seeing them all there and you know they were talking about they were answering fan questions as well um talking about the movie um you know and just what their feels were for, for the film and everything and the trailer was shown this was the second trailer so the second proper trailer because remember the first trailer got shown like eight months ago back in december at um, ccxp in brazil which was awesome absolutely awesome i absolutely love that the way that they did that and even then we were saying how san diego needs to match up with that but now we're saying how dc fandom has ushered in a new era of conventions um and how how going forward is this going to be a new thing or is it going to be a case of a hybrid where you can have fans at the convention but also those of us who can't make it or who can't who, who who haven't got the means to go be able to view it in a virtual manner as well because seeing fandom and the way that they've designed it and the way that it's been done shows that you don't necessarily have to go to a convention to enjoy the panels and the way that the panels are done i mean the panels are like some of them are five minutes long some of them are 20 minutes long 
it just goes to show how some of these panels, like when you go to the cons themselves, some of them can be an hour long because the fans are there, they're present, there's so many things to go through, there's so many things to talk about, questions as well, Q&A. Here, what they've done is they've got the Q&As already prepared because everything was pre-recorded. This is the thing about fandom. Everything was pre-recorded, all the panels and everything. Um, so it would be interesting to see how it all, it's all going to be going forward. So anyway, I'm, 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 I'm going into a tangent again. So back to Wonder Woman 84. So as I say, um, the cast were obviously there as well. Um, and just talking about, um, you know, questions with the fans and how all this is happening. And just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. So I want to get onto the trailer itself. Um, it's just... The trailer was just beautiful. It was absolutely amazing. We got to see a bit more of young Diana um, in Themyscira training. Um, we also got to see Chris Pines, Steve Trevor, Pedro Pascal's um, Maxwell Lord broadcasting to the entire world. It looks like he's in the White House, but it looks like it's just a set that he has built himself. He's clearly controlling the uh the public with whatever gadget he is using because there's, a, there's a, at the beginning of the trailer you see a massive satellite is that to do with brother eye we have no idea it could be a brother eye reference in there um but just seeing all of that and you can see him broadcasting to the world and then you see barbara minerva turn to the tv and she's watching us at the same time steve trevor showing up to um, a party that Diana is at and there's a point where the camera pans around Diana and I'm thinking are we going to see Chris Pine, Steve Trevor or are we going to see somebody else because my guess is that this is what I'm thinking is the story of the film is Maxwell Lord has obviously brainwashed the world to a degree that maybe he's also brainwashed Diana to make her think that Steve Trevor has come back, that maybe somebody else is portraying Steve Trevor. Is who she is seeing as Steve Trevor is somebody else completely? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. So just the way that the camera pan happened, I thought, oh, maybe it's not Steve Trevor that we're gonna see. Maybe it's somebody else completely different, but it is Steve Trevor and there's so much else that's going on. Um, as well we get to see more action sequences we see barbara minerva turning up at the white house saying how diana has everything she had nothing and just a fight between diana and barbara there in the white house and can i just also mention how wonder woman's lasso being used to deflect bullets it looks like the lasso does a lot more in this film not only does she use it to deflect bullets she also uses it to essentially fly she rides the lightning. She rides the lightning. It is just incredible. Seeing the way that that happens and that works. Oh, I cannot wait to see that film. I cannot wait to see that film. But the biggest reveal, Cheetah. We finally see Cheetah appear in this movie. Her movement and her agility, the fight that we're going to see between her and Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman in her golden armor outfit oh 
it's it's going to be beautiful it is going to be beautiful i really really cannot wait to see this all unfold so october is when the movie is going to be released i'm looking forward to it um yeah so that was wonder woman moving on to the flash <clears throat> now the flash movie um the script has been written um barbara and andy muschietti um andy's the director barbara who's his sister the producer ezra miller was doing flash facts which was hilarious um we also got to see uh, Christina Hodson, who's who wrote the script, was also on this panel, um, and they they were all talking about the film, what it's going to contain, what it's going to mean. Um, there's a flashpoint. It's looks like it's going to be heavily used on flashpoint, heavily influenced on on flashpoint, as well because they talk about time travel. Um, there was even a joke about um, Andy possibly going back in time putting easter eggs for dc related stuff in the it movie because there's a bit about it's a batman um on a, on a on a on a cinema um marquee and there's a point where someone's saying how the doctor's looking like clark kent with his glasses as well so there's all sorts of teasers that um in easter eggs that andy put in in it chapter one um, so just looking forward to that and then we got a concept art reveal of Barry Allen's new flash suit it's sleeker it's got lighting it's and it's designed by Bruce Wayne and if you look at the concept art the Bruce Wayne that we're seeing the Batman that we're seeing behind the flash is Michael Keaton's Batman because don't forget he's in the movie as well as well as Ben Affleck's Batman. So we're getting both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton's Batman in the Flash movie. I can't wait to see how this is all going to unfold because 2022 cannot come quick enough. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm looking forward to it. And again, Ezra Miller doing the Flash Facts. Absolutely brilliant. It was hilarious seeing that. So that was great. Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. The panel for that beautiful immense funny all the members of the cast were there i say all of them well many of them were there we're going to do a roll call of who's playing who and it is quite a long list i cannot believe how many people are actually in this film it's mind-blowing so i'm going to read out to you everybody who is appearing who who's who in the film so starting off pete davison is Blackguard. Sean Gunn is Weasel. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. Idris Elba, it's interesting, Idris Elba is playing a character I, I, I vaguely do remember hearing about once upon a time. And I remember everybody guessing who was going to play it. First we all thought it was Bronze Tiger. First we thought he was going to be playing Deadshot replacing Will Smith. Um, people kept guessing to James Gunn, oh, he's going to play this character, he's going to play that character, and everybody was, you know, wondering who he was going to play. Turns out Idris Elba is playing Bloodsport. Now, he's a character well-known in the in the Superman universe in that he is the character that actually went to prison for shooting Superman. Um, and that was back in the 90s, if I remember correctly. As I say, I do remember hearing about him vaguely, so that's very interesting to see that that's who he's playing. Um, continuing on, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Nathan Fillion as TDK, 
Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher 2. As Ratcatcher 2. So I'm sure we're going to see a original Ratcatcher appearing in the film in some capacity. We've got Alice Braga as Solceria, David Dasmalchian as Polka Dot Man. I mean, Polka Dot Man appearing in this film. It was just brilliant. Absolutely hilarious. Um, Mei Ling Ng is playing Mongal. Not Mongol, but Mongal. Um, we've got Steve G, who is the onset King Shark. Yes, we've got King Shark appearing. We've got Peter Capaldi, Peter Capaldi as the Thinker. We've got Juan Diego Botto playing Presidente General Silvio Luna. John Cena is the Peacemaker. He describes him as a douchey Captain America. We have Michael Rooker as Savant. We have Flula Borg as Javelin. We have Joaquin Cosio as Mayor General Matteo Suarez. And we also have Jen Jennifer Holland, who's playing Amelia Harcourt, and Storm Reed is playing Tyler, um, who is the daughter of Bloodsport, um, as Idris himself said in the uh, in the panel. So that is quite a cast list. It's 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 a list and a half. I I have not seen such a huge cast list and I've forgotten the big big boss lady. The big boss lady aka Viola Davis. She is playing Amanda Waller. Yes. The leader of Task Force X is back in Suicide Squad. In the Suicide Squad. I've got to remember to put the at the end at the front of it. We saw a behind the scenes video of it and it looks spectacularly insane it just looks insane even James Gunn himself said that this is the biggest superhero movie that he has ever done don't forget he did the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movie and he's coming back to do volume three and he has said that the Suicide Squad is the biggest comic book movie that he has ever done it's going to be on a scale that we have never seen and I cannot wait it's going to be brilliant absolutely brilliant yes the suicide squad august 6th 2021 cannot wait moving into more comic book territory now i don't know how many of you know about this but there was a, um, a division um, a new branch of comics called milestone and it featured um black comic book characters such as static shock icon rocket hardware um these are characters that I I had heard of very briefly back in the back in the nineties, um, and it was on the back of um, reading the Death and Return of Superman, um, and I found out that DC had actually collaborated with Milestone um, to do a Worlds Collide um, series where the likes of Superman and Steel and Superboy all merged with the heroes of Milestone, Icon, Rocket, Hardware in their in their town of Dakota. Um, so Metropolis and Dakota basically merging together, crossing over. And um, it's by this character called Rift, who is a postal worker by day. And, um, and then at night he becomes this character called Rift, who opens this doorway between Metropolis and Dakota. And these heroes, you know, cross over to, to their to their to their to their separate worlds um 
and I remember reading about it in the 90s and I thought oh this is good Icon is essentially like a black Superman he's a 300 year old alien comes to earth meets Rocket who's a 14 year old schoolgirl, and they become partners they partner up to become heroes um you know, and then as I say, you've mentioned, I've mentioned Static Shock in there as well. He's part of that universe as well. And those of you who remember this Static Shock TV show, Static being um, being voiced by Phil Lamar, who's also voiced uh, Green Lantern, John Stewart, in the Justice League animated uh, series. Um, he was talking about it with other members of the Milestone um, comics and Milestone media. Um, the guys who first brought in milestone i think one of them's called reggie um they mentioned Dwayne mcduffie who pretty much spearheaded um these black characters these underrepresented um characters that, that nobody has seen before bring them into the fort into the limelight and bring them to the forefront talking about you know the fact that milestone comics is returning they are coming back um they're going to have a new static static shock um graphic novel a digital first comic book as well you're going to get an icon and rocket comic book as well all coming in february but the biggest takeaway for me was the fact that a static shock movie is going to be developed they are going to develop a static shock movie so i cannot wait we've seen static shock in some capacity in um, Young Justice, um, in the first second first or second season, in the first two seasons, we see uh, Virgil in that respect. In that respect, um, so I cannot wait to see what the film's going to bring, and I'm looking forward to the comic book. I am going to start reading those comic books. Um, I didn't read any Static Shock back in the day, but like I say, I know of the character. I know of Icon, um, so I cannot wait to see how all this finally unfolds. So yeah gonna gonna really look forward to that now moving on the snyder cut panel Zack snyder's justice league that this, this is what we've been waiting for this has come from the back of release the snyder cut move uh, movement because three years ago justice league came out and we realized that that version that was released wasn't the version that Zack had directed. In fact, 80% of that movie was done by Joss Whedon. Um, it was basically ruined. Now I know I, I, I've rewatched, it's quite funny, I rewatched my initial, my first, well the only review that I did of the film. Because um, I saw the film a few times in a cinema, uh, not gonna lie. I was that person and I did the review and spoke about what I th what my thoughts were at the time and I look back and I'm like that's what I actually thought about the movie oh good <laughs> right well my, my my views have since changed now that we know what really happened now that we know how the cast were treated how the film was just butchered how you know Joss Whedon John Berg and Jeff Johns basically just destroyed what Zack Snyder had done because he had to exit the movie um, after the tragic death of his daughter Autumn, who took her own life um, early in 2017. Um, and yeah, they butchered it. They butchered it completely. And fans rallied round to um, talk about it, the possibility of an, a Zack Snyder version existing. 
And to begin with, a lot of people were saying, no, his version, there isn't a slider cut, whatever, what are you talking about? That doesn't exist. Get over it. This is the version that's been released. This is the version that's, 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 that stands. This is, this is the only version that counts. But there were fans who believed that Zack Snyder's vision was not truly realised, that his cut does exist. And as time went on, Zack started to see this movement take traction and he started to see what was going on. And he thought, well, hang on, these fans, they're asking for something that does actually exist. He himself actually came out and said, it does exist. He did what was known as SnyderCon, where he showed the Batman v Superman um, Ultimate Edition, Watchmen Director's Cut, and Dawn of the Dead. He did like a three-day sort of convention, and fans asked him, you know, does it exist? And he said, the cut does exist, and it's 214 minutes long. And everybody suddenly realised, okay, it does exist. But the naysayers were still saying, yeah, okay, but you're not, you're not going to see it. You're not going to see the light of day. You're not going to see this version released. But again, the movement got bigger and bigger. It evolved. It evolved. And it all started with a Chinese woman called Fiona Zheng. She started it out. She started the movement. She was the one that got the attention of Zach. She was the one that got people together. She was the one that involved other people that got people involved in the movement not only did they become involved with it they also started because of the tragic end to Zach's, Zach's daughter because she took her own life you know um, there was a charity known as the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention um, sorry American Foundation for Suicide Prevention um, that they collaborated with they collaborated with them, they collaborated with Ink to the People to design t-shirts for Zack Snyder's Justice League. I mean, I'm wearing one of them now. Um, and they did this movement. They've raised over $200,000 for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. It's, it's incredible. The story, you, if, you, if you watch that panel with Zack, he introduced Fiona, he introduced Dexter Washington. These are two of the biggest people in the movement um, who were involved in it and watching both of them talk and watching hearing what they had to say was just phenomenal it was just amazing to see that it just started from the fact that even Fiona herself was saying that it was Zach's art was what gave her hope to look for if, if his version exists and it does it's there we are getting it he announced it back in May. His version is going to be released. It is, for the time being, is called Zack Snyder's Justice League. He didn't mention in this panel what the official title is going to be. They're still working on that. So they are still working on that. What he did reveal was how it's going to be presented on HBO Max. So it's four hours long, but they're all going to be one-hour episodes. So we're going to get an hour episodic showing of Zack Snyder's Justice League. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the end. Because HBO Max have even hinted on Twitter that it's one step at a time. Because somebody even asked, oh, is this going to be the pretty much the, the all that we're going to see of, of Zack Snyder's Justice League? And they basically replied, one step at a time. Which is hinting that we're going to see more of Zack Snyder's Justice League in some capacity. More Superman, more Henry Cavill Superman, more Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, more... Ben Affleck's Batman, more 
Ezra Miller's The Flash, more Jason Momoa's uh, Aquaman, and definitely more Ray Fisher's Cyborg. Because even in this panel, Zack himself said that Cyborg is the heart of the movie. Because what was so interesting was all the cast members were in hit, were in this panel. You had Henry Cavill, you had Ben Affleck, you had Ezra Miller, you had um, Jason Momoa, and you had um, Ray Fisher as well. All appeared on this panel, and every single one of them were asking questions on the behalf of fans. And it was just great. Ben Affleck being there as well in particular was just such a joy to behold seeing him return and seeing knowing that he's going to be back in obviously um the um the flash movie as well it was just amazing just seeing it all happen and just seeing it unfold it was just like oh just wonderful to see um sorry i said i said i said the cast members that were appearing was jason monroe jason monroe wasn't there sorry it was gal gadot's wonder woman sorry i do apologize so yeah it wasn't it wasn't jason momoa's aquaman um gal gadot was present because she was obviously part of the wonder woman 1984 panel as well so ben affleck henry cavill ray fisher ezra miller and gal gadot were all asking questions on fans behalf um I say Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot didn't even ask a question. She was just thanking Zack Snyder for giving her the opportunity to play Wonder Woman. That she had, that she couldn't believe that she got the opportunity. So she was thanking Zack for giving him, giving her the opportunity to play Wonder Woman. And he was just like, well, there was nobody better. There was nobody else I could think of to play Wonder Woman other than Gal. So it was really, really good seeing that happen. Um, as I'm talking... As I said, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, that the I'm still sh- watching the the encore panels of Fandom. We're on to the part about Milestone Comics, and um, so the the people in that panel, Jim Lee's in there. Um, there's there's Reggie. There's um, oh, I've forgotten his name already, um, but there's a couple of other guys as well. Part of Milestone and Phil Lamar, who voiced obviously as I mentioned, voiced. Um, uh, Static Shock and uh, Green Lantern, John Stewart. So they're all they're all busy just having their panel right now, just talking about it. As 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 I'm as I'm just doing this podcast right now. So sorry to go off into that little tangent there, but just thought I'd mention that that that's all going on right now. Um, so yeah, back to the Snyder Cut. So yeah, so like I say, f- uh, watching Fiona talk to Zach and Dexter talk to Zach as well, and Zach just basically asking them questions. You know, what was the reason behind them? You know, wanting the, this movie to be released, wanting his version to be released, and what was their their inspiration? And I think Fiona just said it simply: hopes and dreams. It was her hope that this version of his, Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, would come out, and you know, it it's it's finally happened. It's finally happened, and it's it's because of these guys. This the Snyder Cut movement. They had billboards. They went from a bus, a poster on a bus station, uh, a bus stop, to billboards at San Diego Comic Con, to billboards in LA, to billboards in Times Square, in New York City, and it even they even had bits of it appearing here in the UK. There was an FA Cup football match um, earlier this year, and there was a release the Snyder Cut banner appearing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium during their FA Cup match. I was just like, that's how far they've come. They have reached global. It has reached global status. And to see this appear, to see the fans, to see the hard work pay off 
forgetting about what the naysayers and the haters have been saying and trying to drown their voice to say Zack Snyder's vision is not going to be realised, it's not going to happen and then it gets released and then they're saying oh it's not going to be any different to what Joss Whedon released and it's like well hang on how do you know were you there did you watch it did you did you were you making the movie no we have seen it we saw Zack at Justice Con he spoke about his vision he spoke about how he would absolutely set fire to Joss Whedon's version before using anything that was done in that film for his cut no 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 he's not doing that his own cut is now being realized so much so that the 133 the 133 uh, aspect ratio that's being used for the film that was the aspect ratio that he wanted that's the aspect ratio that he is going to use and now we're going to get onto the trailer itself because the trailer was just oh he used the um hallelujah music that was featured on um watchmen um sung by lennon cohen in the scene where um night owl and silver and silk spectre are getting it on <laughs> um that scene there that's where that song was from and zach loved it so much he put it in his trailer for the snyder cut of justice league and you don't hear any dialogue whatsoever you see we see Uxus, aka Young Darkseid, right at the beginning of the trailer. We see Uxus, right at the beginning. He looks menacing, and I love the way that he looks. He's got the Omega symbol practically as part of his anatomy. It's upside down, but you can see how it's part of his anatomy. We see Dessard. We see the just as the Hall of Justice in ruins. We see. Gotham slash Metropolis in absolute ruins. We see it looking like apocalypse. The Omega symbol branded in the ground. We see Cyborg. We see Victor Stone. We see Aquaman. We get to see Silas Stone. There's an emotional point where Silas Stone sacrifices his life. And you see Cyborg in tears, in such emotion, screaming, Dad, no. We see Ben Affleck's Batman. We see Ezra Miller's Barry Allen running towards Casey Clemens' Iris West, saving her to the point of where you can see he's, he, he ran so fast that he burnt his shoes because he's barefoot. He burnt his shoes, he ran that fast to save Iris West. Um, we see uh, Parademons. We see OG, OG Steppenwolf. We also see Connie Nielsen's uh, Hippolyta as well and the Amazons. We see bits of the history lesson. We're seeing King Atlan. We're seeing Amy Adams. We see her Lois Lane looking up in the sky because what we actually see her looking at is the resurrected Superman. Henry Cavill Superman resurrected in the sky. That is what Amy Adams was looking at. So what we saw in Joss Whedon's version of Justice League that's not how it happened, no. She sees Superman for the first time as she's walking in Metropolis, sees him floating in the sky. He sees her, we see Clark, we see Martha, and we see Lois back at the farm, hugging each other. I am getting goosebumps as I'm telling you this right now, guys. I am just getting such epic amount of goosebumps as I'm talking about this. 
in the cornfield at the Kent farm, all three of them hugging. We see Martha turn up at Lois's apartment, giving Lois a big hug. We even see at the beginning of the trailer a shot of Henry Cavill's Superman, just as he's being taken out by Doomsday. Just, oh, honestly, everything about this trailer was just fabulous, phenomenal. And at the end, when the music finishes, we get some dialogue. Barry Allen basically saying how Darkseid has obviously been to other planets and has taken out other people and has won those particular battles on other planets. And Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne Batman just basically saying, I don't care how many demons he has faced in how many hells, he has not faced, he, he hasn't fought us, not us united. And that quote, it's on the back of the t-shirt that I'm wearing. That quote just sent everybody into just epic disarray. Twitter went ballistic. The internet blew up. Everybody was just like, I mean, I saw tweets of people showing their reaction, people in tears, the nerd queens, Wonder Meg, um, the, the Squadcast media guys have done their trailer reaction as well. Just everybody just fangirling and crying and getting emotional over this because it's happened. It's finally happened. We are going to get Zack Snyder's Justice League in 2021. And speaking of how it's going to be distributed. So obviously in America, it's going to be on HBO Max. Internationally, Zack said that they're still working on that. That at the moment, this you know there is they're still they're still looking at ways to get it distributed so that we outside of the U.S. will be able to see it. Hopefully, at the same time as everybody in the U.S. will see it. If HBO Max is released in the U.K. before then, I'm signed up. I am signing up straight away. I don't care. I am getting myself signed up to it, and I cannot wait for it. Um, so I really am looking forward to it. The trailer was amazing. Everything about it was beautiful. Um, wow. Just, just everything was aesthetically pleasing, basically. It was just aesthetically pleasing. And The Flash. I've got to talk about Ezra Miller's The Flash because the v, the VFX for his Flash. Oh, I cannot wait to see how the Speed Force is going to look on this because, oh, it's already looking epic just simply epic and yeah just everything about it looks like it's going to be good this trailer already looks so much better than Joss Whedon's Justice League just as simple as that just putting it out there just as simple as that you know I know what I said at the first time round when I watched when I watched the first just when I watched Justice League initially and I did my review which I have uh have, which you can see on YouTube um you know I was in slight in a bit of positivity about it, but you will also hear me talk about how I was disappointed with certain things. Obviously, like you know Henry Cavill's Tash, Tashgate, basically. Um, I even mentioned I didn't even realize I even said this, but I even mentioned of whether or not there would be a specific cut from Zack Snyder for this film. I didn't even realize that I even mentioned it back then. But yeah, I mentioned it back then that maybe there will be a cut from Zack Snyder <laughs> and here we are you know three and a half nearly four years uh, three yeah nearly three and a half years later three years later even nearly um and yeah just 
absolutely immense just absolutely immense so i cannot wait cannot wait so like i say if dc uh, if hbo max gets released is available in the uk before snyder cuts justice league is out i'm signing up i'll be signed up to it straight away and i cannot wait so and if not then i'm hoping that um whatever it gets distributed on we will get to see it legally it's got to be done legally um around the world i'd love to do a watch party with people i think we should all watch the first hour all together do like a live worldwide watch party or something and just geek out sit back relax enjoy we'll geek out not relax we'll sit back we'll enjoy we'll geek out we'll cry we'll discuss we'll dissect <laughs> as 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 is the norm now but yeah Zack snyder's justice league oh brilliant thank you and thank you hbo max thank you at&t thank you warner media this is unprecedented i can't believe it's happening brilliant so the next one i'm going to talk about the next panel black adam the rock aka dwayne johnson finally it is going to happen Filming's going to start very soon, I'm hoping, in the next few weeks. Um, it should have started last month, but obviously the pandemic, COVID, is still going on. Um, but hopefully, fingers crossed, it will get started next month. Um, Dwayne was narrating um, the film itself, like what the film's going to invo involve. Um, there was like a motion comic um, with artwork from both Boss Logic and... Um, uh, Jim Lee for, for for the film, which was just brilliant. We're seeing Teth Adam for the first time. He's enslaved in Kandak. Um, this is like going back five thousand years. Um, if you remember the beginning of the, sh of the in, well, not the beginning of the Shazam film, but in the Shazam film, where Billy Batson meets the Wizard for the first time, and the Wizard's telling him the history. Um, so that's when we see Black Adam for the first time there. And here the rock is saying a similar thing where he was enslaved and then when he was given the powers of the wizards um he then basically retaliated in such a violent manner that the wizards trapped him um and then five thousand years later he's released how he's released we will find out um who's he going up against well he's introduced the justice society of america we already know that atom smasher is appearing in this film and um he'll be played by um who's it he's being played by is it adam oh, i cannot remember his name again um he's going to be um i'm sure you could probably hear my uh, my keyboards there sorry it's noah sent sent noah centineo is playing um atom smasher so he was talking with The Rock. Um, they were doing a little video interview because The Rock was also answering fan questions. So they were talking and he was saying how he's been doing some training, socially distanced, obviously, outdoors on the tarmac and everything. Um, so we know Atom Smash is going to be in the film, but who else from the Justice Society is appearing? Well, I was sat here with absolute anticipation thinking, who are we going to get? Who's going to appear in this film? And we are getting Hawkman. Dr. Fate and Cyclone. So those three, alongside Atom Smasher, are going to be appearing in Black Adam. The fact that we're going to get a big screen version of Hawkman and Dr. Fate and Cyclone 
at an atom smasher. Oh, beautiful, brilliant. And even the even Dwayne himself was saying how this project, Black Adam, has been in development for a decade, for more than a decade. His 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 production company, Seven Bucks Production, led by Hiram Garcia and Danny Garcia, they have all been this is a project that they have been wanting to do for the past decade, that they have been pushing and pushing and pushing. Because I think since day one, when The Rock first came about, everybody knew, everybody said, that's Black Adam right there. That's who we want as Black Adam. I remember seeing fan fan art, fan creations of Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. And I thought, oh my God, yes, that could work. And it's finally going to happen. So can't wait for filming to start. Looking forward to it. Um, the Rock even said towards the end how he was teasing, he was mocking the Justice League. He was mocking them, how Black Adam should team up with Superman or maybe not team up with Superman because Black Adam is an anti-hero. He does things his way. He doesn't have a moral code like Superman does. Black Adam does what he needs to do because he is not a superhero. So, yeah. So I think he is teasing that we are going to see Superman in some capacity in the film. So who knows? I would love to see Henry Cavill Superman square up against Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. That'll be great. Cannot wait. Shazam 2. The Shazam 2 panel. They had a um, what I would what they called a Shazoom um, call featuring Zachary Levi. Asher Angel, um, who else was in there? Megan Good was in there. Um, we also had uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. Is it? Is that, that's actually his full name, I think. Um, so uh, Faith Herman as well, and it was those five. So it was. So it would be started off with Zachary Levi, Faith Herman, Asher Angel, Jack Dylan Grazer, Megan Good were on. Were started off appearing on the panel, and then, and then, um, and then Zach was talking about how he's done his cut of the movie, as in like you know Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then David F. Sambo, the director, arrived saying, um, "Excuse me, you did, you did what to my movie? What did you do to my movie?" <laughs> And then Sinbad gate crashes the panel because it looks like Sinbad's going to appear in the film as well. We don't know who has, but could it be Talkie Tawny the Tiger? We don't know. It could well be. Zach couldn't basically reveal anything about the film because when he first appeared, he was like, well, I can't really say anything about this. I can't really say anything about that. Um, I can't really say anything about this as well. And we thought, oh, so you got nothing to say, but... But all of them came on board and then Faith Herman, who plays young Dala, decided to um, design the poster for the uh, for the second movie because they didn't they didn't they didn't want to reveal what the film was going to be called or anything. But she did a poster and basically revealed the name of the film. So the Shazam 2 or the Shazam sequel is going to be called Shazam Fury of the Gods. That's right, Fury of the Gods. That's what it's going to be called. Who's the gods? Why are they angry? As David himself said, we have no idea. 
but I can't wait to find out. And that's what, 2022 as well, I believe, is when that's coming out. So, yeah, I am intrigued, I am excited, so I cannot wait to see how that all pans out. It is going to be amazing. So, yeah, that's the title reveal. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Read it and weep, people. And now we come on to the final panel. The last panel. Um, I was up until this was what at 1.30 in the morning watching this. This panel arrived at 1.30 in the morning. It was worth the wait. The Batman panel. With an intro from Robert Pattinson playing Bruce Wayne slash Batman. And um, he was basically saying how he's looking forward to donning the cape. He's, he's, they've only, apparently they've only filmed 30% of the film um, because obviously then COVID happened. So they're looking forward to getting back behind the camera and getting back in front of the camera as well. So um, we're looking forward to seeing what's, what's to come. But Matt Reeves was talking to Aisha Tyler. She was, she was hosting this particular panel. And Matt Reeves was talking about how his, what, what his influences were for the film, not just the comic books, but also non-comic book films as well. Um, there was mention of The French Connection, obviously, uh, with Gene Hackman as Popeye Doyle, um, which has one of the best car chases, car chase sequences of any film, um, which you should all see. Um, he also got um, him talking about, um, you know, Gotham itself as a city. You know, what, what, what's the influence of Gotham? Gotham is not going to be played. It's not being done in America. So it's not going to be done in like New York or Chicago or New Jersey or somewhere like that. No, it's actually done in Liverpool. Gotham City is in the UK. So so Liverpool is the backdrop for Gotham City, which I'm which is just brilliant. I'm really pleased about because it's also not the first time that Liverpool has been in a comic book movie. Because if you remember Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, Liverpool's heavily featured in that as well as uh, as New York City. They used Liverpool as New York City, which was really good. Um, so yeah, he was also talking about why Robert Pattinson was picked. Why did he pick Robert Pattinson? And he was saying how over the years Robert has grown as an actor he has done his his he, he is he has expanded his portfolio and you know he saw him in film in a film called um the lost city of z um and how he saw robert with with, with a beard and he was like oh that's robert pattinson okay this guy looks good yes and he saw his credentials and he was like yes i want him as batman and everybody obviously when he was announced everybody was like oh good he's picked the vampire from uh, the sparkling vampire from twilight and it's like well that's not who robert pattinson is he is more than just Edward Cullen. He is more than Cedric Dickery, Diggory from um, from Harry Potter. No, he is more than that. He has done indie films. He has done other big films. He is going to be in Tenet from Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan picked Robert Pattinson as well. So he has shown that he has got range. And we are looking forward to seeing how he's going to perform as Bruce Wayne slash Batman in The Batman. Matt was also talking about you know, director influences as well, and how he is looking forward to the Snyder Cut of Justice League. He was so supportive of um, 
of, of Zack Snyder, as was Zack Snyder was also supportive of Matt Reeves as well in, in his panel for the Snyder Cut. They were both, uh, you know, supporting each other, and that's what we want to see. We want to see people support support other people. We want to see people excited for the people's work. James Gunn excited for, I mean, sorry, David Ayer excited for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, how he is in support of it. James Gunn basically thanking David Ayer for being in support of it. I mentioned the boss panel about the uh, women of colour. Candice Patton talking about support of other people, other women, other people of colour as well, and stuff like that. And it's just so genuine to see that. And even... Um, Walter Hamada and Jim Lee and um, Greg Belanti when in their multiverse panel, how they were talking about seeing all these different iterations of these characters. It doesn't matter what universe they're in. We can now have different versions and we can have not just different versions, but different, you know, outlooks, di different backgrounds. We're going to get a black Batman appearing in the comic books, apparently. Uh, John Ridley is going to be writing a four part series of a new Batman next year and it's going to be a black Batman and it's going to shake up the the, 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 the the DC universe so I'm looking forward to that I mean yes it's another Batman title but it's going to be it's going to be a black Batman you know so it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds so this is what I'm talking about how people are supporting other people's works how the diversity is now becoming the normal it's not a new thing now it's becoming part of the status quo it's now becoming a thing it's going to be the diversity and inclusion isn't going to be an afterthought it's just going to be there it's just going to be second nature it's going to be there period and just seeing and hearing these people talk about this in, in such a way that is both enthusiastic it's encouraging it's inspiring it's influential you know as a black person myself you know um I look at these characters and I mean you know I'm a big fan of Superman I am a Superman fan but I have read comic books that feature Superman of other universes Superman of Earth 23 Calvin Ellis who's the president of the United States on that earth Val Zod Earth 2 Superman Icon as I've mentioned from the Milestone comics all of these characters all of these black characters all these people of colors all these people from the LGBTQ community as well all are being represented you know we've got Nia Null played by Nicole Maines on Supergirl Dreamer who's who, who who's a trans character you know you've got Nefessa Williams playing Thunder on Black Lightning who's also a lesbian um Chantel playing Grace as well you know Tala Ash playing Zari who's an American Muslim you know she was even talking about on that boss panel how when she was introduced to play Tala uh, to play to play Zari they got a Muslim American writer for her character that's how it's done that's how you get inclusion that's how you get diversity by bringing in people from those backgrounds from those walks of life who know those backgrounds you know what people have been through and it's going back again to Dwayne Johnson's The Rock um, talking about Black Adam being an enslaved character how he breaks from his shackles and then basically takes his frustration out on the people who enslaved him you know this is what we're talking about this is why black lives matter and all these movements and all of this protesting is going on you know i'm sorry i'm going off in a bit of a tangent here but i feel like this needs to be said in that this is why all of this is happening this is why we are getting all these different versions of these characters so that everybody has something to aspire to you know as i'm talking to you now i'm watching a panel with um, you know, Voices of Batman, 
um, we're talk they're talking about different people, voices from other nations, people from France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Brazil, India. These are people who have voiced Batman in animation, games, movies, you know, and TV shows. They they are the guys who voice Batman for their country, for their you know languages um, in their regions. And I watched that yesterday, and I was just like, this is brilliant to see stuff like that, to see all this inclusion, see all this diversity. It's it's brilliant. It's it's just amazing. It really is amazing. So, going back full circle now, coming back to Matt Reeves and about him being looking forward to obviously the Snyder Cut of Justice League, you know, giving giving Zack Snyder props was just brilliant. And then we get the trailer itself, and I can't. I just, I was just I'm watching it, and I've uploaded my my reaction on YouTube. You can watch it as well. We, see, we hear Paul Dano's Riddler. We see Paul Dano's Riddler duct taping somebody's face. Um, no more lies, it says. The aesthetic is just dark and broody. Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne. Uh, we hear Andy Serkis's um, Alfred. We see Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon. We see Zoe Kravitz's Selina Kyle. Um, and then eventually Robert in the that suit looking absolutely fantastic and looking mean and the interesting thing is that this story of Batman is his second year this is a year two Batman so it's not year one it's not years in the future no it's year two Batman and it's just amazing seeing seeing that happen and I absolutely got a shock when there was a bit where Batman absolutely pounds the living daylight out of a criminal um who's looking like something out of you know like 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 joker's henchmen basically they've all got makeup on and everything and he basically just goes to him who are you supposed to be tries to lay a punch on batman but you just see how fast and brutal batman is he pounds him so hard he punches him so hard i'm just like whoa when you see my reaction, I'm just like, yowzers, that was just brutal. It was brutal. And his response to his question, I'm vengeance. And that was it. <laughs> I was just like, okay, sugar, this is happening. And I was just like, I was, it was insane. And then just Paul Dano's Riddler is clearly going to be the main antagonist in this movie so it's not going to be a case of joker or anything it's going to be the riddler we also see um oswald copperpot played by colin farrell he is heavily maked up you know in prosthetics but yeah he is in this movie we do see him as well we know that carmine falcone is played by john Turturro as well um i don't know if we actually get a glimpse of him i couldn't i couldn't tell i'll have to re-watch the trailer again although i was saying that i did re-watch the trailer but i didn't pay too close attention because again i was just all about the aesthetics and the mood and everything about it um oh, it is going to be amazing i am looking forward to it and geez honestly and what an end what a way to end the um dc fandom in that in that respect you know in the live version anyway just absolutely amazing really was amazing and just oh absolutely 
wonderful. So, I mean, let me know your thoughts, people. Let me know what was a standout panel for you. What 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 took your what really took your breath away? I know a lot of you are going to say the Snyder Cut, obviously, uh, mine too. But everything else that I've seen was just phenomenal. And like I said, um, I just want to quickly touch back on again about the Batman itself because um, they were talking about it in the multiverse panel, how, you know, as I say, you can now have different versions of, of the same character. You know, we can have year two Batman on one earth. We've got the DCEU on another earth. We've got all of these different earths now because it is a multiverse. Everything that has happened before, everything that is happening now, and everything that is gonna happen in the future, it's all in the same multiverse. So nobody can say, oh, well, this Batman is better than that Batman. No, you can love all of them. They are all there for everybody. There's something for everybody. There is something for everybody. So yeah, I'm just, wow, absolutely taken aback by this. This, this fandom has been amazing. DC have done something never seen before. We'll see what other studios do. Disney, Marvel, Sony. They, I'm sure they're, they're, they're all taking notes. They're all taking notice. We'll see what happens with them um, and their franchises. Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, um, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, you know, the Sony Cinematic Universe with Spider-Man as well. We'll see how they all react in, 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 a, in a form in some form to this as well but um yeah dc fandom it's going to be hard to top this it's going to be very hard to top it um is all i'm going to say it's going to be really hard but uh yeah just amazing absolutely amazing so yeah let me know what your thoughts are what you think um i'm going to post the links so what i'll do is in the description, I will post links to um, the, the trailers. Um, I'll also post links to um, the, the Squadcast Media with their trailer reaction to the Snyder Cut of Justice League, um, and any other links that I make that I think you'll find interesting. I'll post them as well. So have a look at the reveal, and yeah, let me know what you think. I want to hear your thoughts. Tweet me. I'm on Instagram as well. I'm also on Vero. Um, I'll post that link as well. Um, and obviously, don't forget to watch my trailer reactions on, on YouTube as well. So, thanks again, guys. This has been an absolute blast. Thank you, DC Fandom. Thank you, Warner Media. Thank you, AT&T. Thank you, HBO Max. Thank you, Jim Lee, Walter Hamada, Greg Melanti, Tiffany Smith, Aisha Tyler, Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, <laughs> Zack Snyder just everybody just thank you so much for this um, this now reinvigorates my excitement for all things DC I cannot wait to see what the next few years is going to bring we're looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984 in October and then after that the Batman and the Suicide Squad next year then Black Adam and then Shazam to Fury of the Gods and then The Flash as well and then Aquaman 2 
as well. So yeah, cannot wait. Thank you all very much, guys. Speeches all very soon. <laughs>